Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, as always, and delighted you're able to tune in with us yet again for another show. Now, before we do get into the top stories trending here in Thailand today, don't forget to give this video a like if you're watching us on YouTube, and don't forget to subscribe. Also, if you're on YouTube, hit that notification bell, and YouTube will happily let you know when the next upload is available to watch. Now, if you like listening to us on a podcast player, you can look down below in the description where you find a link that will take you to a vast array of podcast players that are hosting the show currently. And finally, if you like the show, if you want to support the show, you can do so by clicking on the link down below in the description for buymeacoffee.com. So now that that's all done and dusted, let's jump into the top stories doing the rounds today. And we're going to go to a story that we covered yesterday and we're going to follow up with it. It was about that van driver in Phuket who was uh, arrested uh, in relation to uh, disagreement with a foreigner here in Phuket. Island. So van driver intimidation was sparked by extra fare disagreement. An official report on the ongoing saga of the van driver from Krabi, who verbally abused a 35-year-old tourist from Singapore on Sunday, has confirmed that the initial dispute was over the driver refusing to drop the tourist off at his hotel without receiving an extra 100 Thai baht. A report posted by the Phuket Office of the Public Relations Department last night explained that the issue began when the van driver, Puramet Saraket, 47 years of age, had refused to drop off Mr. Faris at the Grand Supacha City Hotel on Narasorn Road. Puramet said that he would make the extra journey of some 1.6 kilometers, including the required circular route required by the one-way streets in Phuket Town, for an extra 100 baht. Mr. Fariz did not agree, leading to Puramit having Mr. Fraz exit from the van in front of the coffee shop on Ratsada Road. Also, according to the PR public report, Mr. Fariz noted that in his formal complaint to police that Puramit did not unload Mr. Fariz's suitcases heavily. He dumped them on the ground. The PR Phuket reports also noted that in his complaint to police, Mr. Fariz explained that Puramet started yelling angrily and picked up what looked like an iron bar. With his right hand holding the implement behind his back, Puramet raised his left hand swiftly as if to strike Mr. Faraz, but he did not make contact with the tourist who had ducked away. It was then that a person came out from the coffee shop and told Puramet, to leave the report said. Now, I have the video of the event and you can watch it right now. And if you're listening to us on a podcast player, I'm very, very sorry you won't be able to see it because, well, it's a podcast, but here it is. The report by the PR Phuket supported the version given by police that Puramet did not use an iron bar to intimidate Mr. Faris. Officers standing in front of Phuket City Police Station instead held up a small engine hose made of rubber as the item in dispute. Phuket Provincial Police last night also posted their own report of the incident. 
Pormit presented himself at Phuket City Police Station yesterday where he was charged with frightening a person by the use of threat. Phuket City Police Chief Colonel Pratuang yesterday confirmed that Pormit was to be presented in court yesterday. However, so far, no officials have confirmed what punishment, if any, Pormit has been handed down for his behaviour. And actually, to update on that, he received a 1,000 Thai baht fine. Of note by police instruction, reporters yesterday were not permitted to take any photographs of Pormit while he was at the police station even though now you have seen the video so you know what he looks like. However, the report posted by Phuket Provincial Police last night showed the tourist face unobscured. Police also posted the video of the incident that was posted online, sparking the action by the police. Nevertheless, and it goes on about a few bits and bobs. So in essence, what seems to have happened here, now, and what I presume is that this man got a taxi from Krabi to Phuket and had agreed about where he was being dropped off because he had a booking for a hotel. And then this taxi driver decided at the last minute that he wanted to try and make an extra book out of the tourist where the tourist said no. What seemed to have happened then is the taxi driver pulled over to the side of the road and told the guy to get out, dumped his luggage on the ground and then proceeded to intimidate him. And as you see from the video, I have to be honest, the taxi driver does not come out in any good light from this. And actually, in fact, he looks like what you would expect of a taxi driver here in Phuket a thug, a violent thug who wants to threaten people and thinks he can get away with it. In this case, I feel the police have not acted correctly in this. They seem to have taken the side of the taxi driver for whatever reason, kind of don't take photos of him. Oh, he did the right thing by coming in and presenting himself to the police and all this kind of stuff too. At the end of the day, Phuket thrives on tourism. And any kind of bad publicity is not a good thing for the island. And yet again, it's another stain on the island and a stain on these taxi drivers. But I'd love to know what you think about it down below, of course, in that comment section. Now, we're going to move along to another story about ex minister plays down unrest. And this is in relation to the forthcoming election for a prime minister here in the country. But a former tourism and sports minister said, even if Thailand experiences political demonstrations, foreign tourism would not be affected unless protesters disrupted airport operations, as happened in 2008. He must be given them ideas. Wirasak Kausurat, a senator and former tourism minister, said foreign tourists continued to visit the country that year until Bangkok's airports were seized and shut down by rioting protesters. He said normally tourists continue with their travel plans as long as political demonstrations do not target them as they understand peaceful protests are domestic issues and part of the democratic process. Mr. Wirasak said during his term as tourism minister, while working at the ministry's headquarters on Rajpaman Avenue, he saw tourists in the area enjoy their holidays as usual, even though there were protests on the streets nearby. However, the market and the flow of tourists would be severely affected if there were airport seizures, as occurred in 2008, he said. If political demonstrations happened, there should be a contingency plan in place, particularly for handling possible violence, said Mr. Wirasak. The 10-day closure at Swanapum and Donmuang airports in 2008 resulted in severe damage to Thai tourism and the overall economy, reportedly valued at 200 million baht. In 2011, the civil court ordered a group of protesters to pay 522 million baht to compensate for their losses. He said he hopes the new tourism minister will have an open mind and listen to different viewpoints. The tourism minister should understand and get along with the local community and small and medium-sized enterprises, as well as big corporations, as the industry has to deal with sectors covering all scales, Mr. Wirasak said. He said a large number of operators are still struggling to obtain loans or financial aid to sustain their businesses. 
the new tourism minister, must work to fairly distribute benefits to SMEs, said Mr. Wirasak. He suggested Thailand work to become a sustainable tourism destination through an environmental, social and governance strategy to maximise its competitiveness. Speaking at the Tourism Council of Thailand's annual meeting, Kop Karn Watavakul, Tourism Minister from 2014 to 2017, said Thailand should appeal to repeat visitors looking for new, unique experiences. She said one example is bringing a famous international art trade fair, such as Art Basel, to Thailand, which could attract high-spending travellers as well as support local artists. So yeah, just talking about what happened in 2008 with the closure of the airports. Now, I think what he doesn't fail to talk about and what he's missing here is a little bit of the point is if there was a military coup during this time, if the demonstrations got so bad that the government decided that they needed or the army decided that they needed to have another coup here in the country, how would that affect tourism? And it would drastically affect tourism. Also, if the protests turned violent, that would also have a very negative effect on tourism here in the country. Now, if there is a coup, what would happen is normally governments advise their citizens not to visit a country where a coup is currently going on because, number one, they wouldn't be covered under travel insurance, I I think. Now, you can't, don't quote me on that, but from what I remember of the last one, people had a lot of problems because travel advisories go out against Thailand. And then that would meant that you could travel there, but your travel insurance would not be eligible for that area, would be invalidated. So all these things come into play if there is such thing as a military coup here in the future. I think any form of protest would be alarming to tourists coming to Thailand who want to come on a peaceful holiday. But from my recollection of 2014, it really never affected the holiday islands such as Phuket or Pattaya or Chiang Mai or Eri or Samui and places like this. It was really concentrated in Bangkok and surrounding areas. So we'll see what happens. Of course, we're going to move on to a couple more stories because we do have breaking news and uh, more news in relation to that. So the breaking news today is that the parliament is, is set to select the new prime minister on July 13th. So that is going to be next Thursday. So Thursday week, a week from today, they will be sitting down. So a joint sitting of the Thai parliament will convene on July 13th to vote for the next prime minister. That's according to the House Speaker-elect Mohammed Noor Mata. And he said that today, uh, Wan Muhammad was speaking one day after he was elected, uncontested, as the House Speaker. He chaired a meeting today with Parliament Secretary General in preparation for him and his deputies to receive the Royal Command, confirming their positions, which could happen in the next few days. When he officially becomes the Speaker of the House, he will call the first meeting of the House of Representatives on July 12th to discuss technical issues, he said. On July 13th, there will be a joint sitting of the House and the Senate to select the Premier. The meeting will start at 9.30 a.m., I have already discussed the issue with Speaker of the Senate, Pornpech Wichakalai, who agreed to the date, Wan Mohammed said. So that is the latest news on the fight for the prime ministerial ship here in the country. The question is, how many times can Peter be uh, nominated? Apparently up to three or four times. So he can put his name to the vote. Uh, I, I think they said a maximum of three times, but there's actually seems to be no actual law in relation to this. There's also talk that some of these minor parties are going to put people up to contest with Peter in the vote, such as Pryot's current party. So we'll see how that all plays out too. That wouldn't go down very well, I think, with anybody. It's kind of a game-playing thing. But I am concerned that next Thursday could see the start of political unrest here if Peter is not elected as Prime Minister, which I, I don't really think he's going to be. I just don't see where he's getting the votes from. It's going to be a big shame. But let's move on a little bit and we'll talk about Peter now because it's uh, interesting today is that uh, the National Anti-Corruption Commission has released... His 
his finances, Peter Limgenerat, his finances uh, in relation to himself. So he's worth 85 million baht, but not really. Move forward party leader and prime ministerial candidate, Peter Limgenerat, has assets worth 85 million and about 20 million in debt as declared to the National Anti-Corruption Commission on March 20th, after the completion of his four-year term as a member of parliament. So Peter declared assets uh, included 8 million baht in cash. He had 286,000 in deposits and 27 bank accounts. He had 1.3 million investments, 15 million in loans extended to others, land worth about 18 million, a school and land worth about 15 million, vehicles worth about 2.5 million, concession rights worth about 19.4 million and other assets worth about 12 million. He's 807,000 baht in bank overdrafts and 9 million baht in other debt. On top of that, he has declared his 42,000 ITV shares, they're the ones that seem to be causing problems, worth 44,000 baht. His annual income amounts to about 5.1 million baht, which includes 1.36 million in salaries, 13.6 million from the sale of a condominium unit, 936,000 from the sale of two cars, and 431,000 from the sale of books. While serving as an MP, Peter declared that his annual revenues averaged 3.4 million baht. His declared status is single with one child after his divorce from his wife on December 9th, 20. 19. So, I mean, in terms of leaders in the country and political party leaders, he doesn't seem to be a terribly rich man, or he certainly hasn't enriched himself from being in politics. In fact, I saw a quote somewhere else that he might he has lost since he's gone into parliament in 2019. He is actually his ne- his wealth has dropped by about 35 million baht. So he certainly doesn't seem to be in politics to make a living, unlike some of the ones that we've seen over the last 20 or 30 years here. Now here's a quite an interesting thing because I've always wondered about ministers and what kind of salaries they make. So here's an interesting one in relation to the House Speaker and his two deputies. So after weeks of speculation and disputes, Thailand now has a new House Speaker and we, we went through that and Parliament President moving Thailand one step closer to forming a new government. So Wan Mohammed Nur Mata was unanimously elected House Speaker in the Parliament meeting on Tuesday. Patip Sampida from the Move Forward Party, he was elected elected as the first deputy house speaker and Pichette Chumwang Pan from the Putai party from and he's from Chiang Mai he was elected the second deputy so the two lar- largest coalition parties sealed a comprehensive overall win for the house leadership so under the current constitution the house speaker will receive a salary of 75,000 baht plus a 50,000 baht position allowance totaling 125,595 baht per month. Meanwhile, his two deputies will receive a slightly lower salary of 73,240,000 baht plus a 42,500 baht position allowance totaling 115,740,000 baht per month. Thailand's House Speaker and deputies, as well as MPs, are also entitled to a transport allowance when they attend Parliament meetings. For travel overseas on state business, only the House Speaker and deputies are entitled to full coverage of their travel expenses. Medical benefits for the House Speaker and deputies include inpatient treatment, ICU surgery, child delivery, dental and physical checkup to a maximum of 120,000 baht. An advisor to the House Speaker and deputies receive a salary of 20,000 baht per month, while their secretaries will be paid 15,000 baht per month. So that's kind of giving you an idea. I also thought I think uh, deputy or sorry, parliament MPs get around 75, 80,000. It's in and around that with kind of the same kind of allowances given to them. So in essence, they're not making fortunes of money, certainly from becoming an MP here in the country. In fact, the salaries to me seem quite low, which is 
I think could be one of the reasons why they or some of them enter into the level of corruption along the way because simply put it's not a very big salary if you think about it I mean 125,000 baht per month is about what 4,000 euro a month but of course they will have to pay tax on that it's not tax free so it'd be getting about three and a half thousand euro a month these are the people making the big decisions on the country it doesn't seem like a terrible amount of money but I'd love to know what you think about it in terms of um what they're making here in the country. I don't know what the Prime Minister will make, but it's not a huge amount either. So, you know, they're not in it for the salary from the state. And finally, teen gangs sought as shots were fired in Phuket in Katu today. Teen gangs are suspected in an incident earlier this morning that saw more than 15 shots fired on a small quiet street in Katu. Police were called to the street, Soi Sua Luang, between Red Mountain Golf Course and the Phuket Mining Museum at 5 a.m., and actually, I know exactly where this is. Lieutenant Kittisak Sengmani of the Katu police arrived, patrol officers and detectives, to find more than 15 9mm bullet casings on the street. Forensic police were called in to inspect the scene. From their preliminary investigation, police reported two gangs of teenagers were seen fighting on the street in front of a grocery store during the night. After the teens had disbanded, a group of teenagers returned on motorbikes and scoured the area near a construction site. That was when local residents heard more than 15 gunshots. There was no report of any people being injured by the shots fired. Officers are now canvassing the area and checking CCTV footage available to track down the perpetrators, the Katu police reported. So this is uh, at the Phuket Mining Museum, which is not far from the British International School. So yeah, I mean... A lot of families in this kind of area, a lot of housing estates, and quite concerning that this kind of carry-on is going on. But hopefully you get down to the bottom of it and these kids are found and uh, punishment dished out. But nevertheless, that is the news for today. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, give us an old like, a subscribe, even a share on social media if you can. Have a great day, stay safe, and we'll see you in the next couple of days. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.